The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, podcast episode number 440. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerdchuck, and you're listening to the podcast Answer Man. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, also known as the podcast Answer Man. And this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And well, my friends, taking things to the next level is what it's all about. And today I'm going to share a question that I got from Snapchat from Beth Spellacy. She had submitted a question where her husband is looking to take things to the next level by creating an online course. And she wanted to ask me what I was using for, well, let's ask, let's let her ask the question. Before I play the question, I do want to just let you know, when things come in via Snapchat, there are 10-second limits, and she had to send her question over the course of several different private snaps, which is why it's going to be kind of bumpy throughout. But I still thought the question was great, and I figured I would go ahead and answer her question here. So, Beth, take it away. Hi, Cliff. I was wondering if I could ask you a personal slash business question for my husband, actually. So my husband's a web developer and he was interested in putting together an online course that he would run about website accessibility. He wanted me to ask you what software you use, what online program you use for your actual course day to day. He just wanted to know if there was an actual program out there or do you do it on, uh, you know, like a Ustream or something like that. This might be kind of an in-depth question, and I'm not sure if you can, or if you're able to answer it. Not a big deal. I just, I told my husband I'd reach out. Appreciate everything that you do. Thank you if you can. Thank you if you can't answer. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Also, this just occurred to me that I just want you to know that this is sort of the persona that you have out there, that you're approachable, that you're touchable, that you're kind, and you can be accessed by the regular person who you've never met. (laughs) So sorry if this sounds kind of strange. I felt comfortable enough to be able to reach out to you. Again, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds. And if you can't answer it, not a big deal. All right. So obviously, I am very excited about Snapchat and its ability for me to connect with people in my community. And I was so delighted by this question in particular that I figured, hey, why not just to put that in to the Cliff Ravenscraft show and we'll answer that for everyone. First, let's address the question, what software am I using to do my own online courses? Now, for those of you who are relatively new, I've been doing a podcasting A to Z online training course since March 2011. My 24th session of this course will launch this coming Monday, March 14th. Once it's complete, I will have had over 550 students graduate from the course that have gone on to successfully launch a great sounding audio podcast. And by the way, if anybody's interested in joining me during this next session, it is very common for me to add a couple of students during the first week of the course. And it's not too bad if you're definitely motivated to launch your podcast during the session, you can do it because, well, I'm not going to tell you about the fourth week of the course, because if I tell you this, people slack. Let's just say this. 
if you are desperately wanting to get into this session of the course and you're just now hearing about Podcasting A to Z, head over to podcastinga2z.com and register today. Now, I consider my online course to be a little bit unique and it's different from what most people think about when they talk about their online courses. I personally consider mine to be an online group coaching program and it actually has three main elements and I'd like to share those elements with you and then I'll talk about through the elements what I'm doing and I'll summarize the different technologies that I have. So the first element that I have are the assigned tutorials. Now this is something that you'll find in common with most online courses that we have pre-recorded tutorials that are assigned in sequential order. And of course, I do have these pre-recorded, high-quality, step-by-step tutorials that walk my students through every step of the podcasting setup process. Now, for me and my course, what I've done is I've taken my pre-recorded video tutorials and I've uploaded those videos to my Vimeo account. That's V-I-M-E-O. Anyway, I upload those to my Vimeo account, which allows them to be hosted and delivered via web streaming to the people who are going to watch them on the website. But then I take those Vimeo videos and I embed them on a custom-coded PHP website that is password protected. Now, unfortunately, this is something that was created specifically for me from a guy that I know that has his own web development company. So it's not something that's readily available. But this is, your question was, how am I doing this? What am I using on a regular basis? So first, what I'm going to do is just tell you what I'm doing and whether or not I recommend that you do any of this stuff yourself or if you even can do any of this yourself. Anyone can have their own Vimeo Pro account and use that to embed your video tutorials wherever you want. But when it comes to my password-protected web pages, that's something that was hand-coded for me. And then what happens is when I assign these tutorials to my students, which they are, they get their assignments from a weekly course outline that is delivered to them at the beginning of each week. It's a PDF document. This course outline is going to tell them what they need to do to be able to watch the assigned tutorials, which basically they need a link and a password. So that's the first element, which are the assigned tutorials. Now, the second element of Podcasting A to Z, or my group coaching program, is direct access to me for each student individually to get one-on-one coaching. The way that I do this, and by the way, I feel like this is the greatest value that the course offers to my students because this is the only way right now that I offer the one-on-one technical nuts and bolts related kind of consulting and coaching is through this course. And they do get direct access to me. Now, most of this interaction is done through an online discussion forum. In this discussion forum, each student will have a discussion topic that is solely devoted to them. And in their discussion thread, each student may ask me an unlimited number of questions during the four weeks of the course. And the cool thing is that I'm fully committed during these four weeks to answer every single question that every student posts. And I don't just give little tiny quick answers. I I give thorough, well thought out, very intense answers to each question that every student asks. The technology that I'm using to handle this discussion forum is called Basecamp. Now, Basecamp is not necessarily designed to do what I'm using it for. 
However, it has suited my purpose well up to this point, and I'm very happy with the results that I've gotten. Although, I can tell you that Basecamp is a technology known as a project management system, and there are some drawbacks to doing it the way that I do, but I've been able to mitigate those drawbacks, and it's been worth it based upon the benefits that it provides me personally. Now, the third element of my online coaching program are my four weekly live group coaching calls. Now, I host these live calls on Friday afternoons via my GoToWebinar account. And I know that not every student can make it to my live calls, which has never been a problem. What I do is I record the video from these live calls, and then I make that recording available by the next day. Usually that evening, but I tell everybody that they'll be available by the next day. Also, for those who are not able to attend live, there is still a way for each of my students via a discussion forum thread to ask questions for me to answer during this live call. And in fact, when I get onto the live call, I always answer the questions from those who couldn't attend live first. That means that when those students who weren't able to make it to the call live, when they click play to watch the replay, their questions are at the beginning of the video. So those are the three main elements of my podcasting A to Z online coaching program. In summary, here's what I'm using for the technology of this course. Number one, there's the Vimeo account for hosting the video tutorials that I provide to my students. Number two, I embed those on a custom-coded PHP website that is password protected And then each week, at the beginning of the week, my students get a weekly course outline, which is a PDF document. You can use any word processor to create a good-looking course outline. And then next, I have a Basecamp account, which again, Basecamp is a system known as a project management system, but I use it for each of my classes to host my discussion forums where my students can ask me any question they want during the four weeks, whether it's related to the tutorial or related to anything else they want to ask me. I am there for them as their coach for four weeks. And then the final piece of technology that I use is GoToWebinar, and I use that account to host my live group coaching calls. Now, would I recommend this for your husband, Beth, or anybody else that's listening out there? Probably not. Not unless you're a super geeky technical person and your brain works the way that I do and you can say, you know what, this isn't necessarily what this was designed for, but I bet you I can find a way to make this work for me. Well, that's, that's the way my brain works, and I don't know that I would recommend what I'm doing for other people, but this system has worked great for me. Now, Beth, for your husband, and by the way, for anybody else that's listening that's thinking about creating some online courses, I would suggest that you look into some other options out there. The first thing that comes to my mind, just to make it as simple and easy as possible, by the way, I have no experience with it yet myself, but it's just called Udemy. U-D-E-M-Y dot com. By the way, I will have links to all of the resources that I mentioned here in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 440. But yeah, udemy.com. I know my friend Dan Miller has used it for a couple courses and he seems very happy with it. I've heard some other people on the platform of Udemy and they seem to have some good success there with it. And who knows, I might someday give it a shot myself just for additional exposure to the number of students that they have that are actively seeking out new online training. 
Now, if you want to host your own WordPress website and then put all of your online course training and stuff on that, there are several different options out there when it comes to plugins. The one that's most popular that I hear all of the people in my community talking about is Wishlist Member. You can find it at wishlistmember.com. But this is basically a WordPress plugin that gives you a ton of functionality to make your WordPress site a membership site where members get access to specific pieces of content based upon their membership levels. I do have a lot of trust in the product itself based upon the people I know who use it and love it and based upon the people who are behind creating it and running it. So wishlist member is something that if you wanted to go that route would be something to look into. Now, I am currently in the process of diving into or I'm getting ready. I'm on the diving board. It's kind of like when I was a kid at summer camp, the very first time that I contemplated jumping off the deep end of the pool from a big, tall diving board. Not the little diving board, but the big, tall diving board. And They don't have those these days because of lawsuits. But when I was a kid, we had these, you know, 15 foot, 20 foot diving boards or something crazy. And I'll right now I'm I feel like I'm that kid from summer's camp right on the edge of that diving board. There are people behind me saying, Cliff, do it, do it, do it. You've got this. And I'm up there and I'm like, oh, but this is so different and it's it's uncomfortable. I don't there's so many unknowns here. And but the thing is, is I've already pulled the trigger. I made the purchase paid for a year of the new Kajabi platform. And I have all the bells and whistles I got in before it was open to the public. I got in under the beta program. I have access to everything. I have had that access since before I left for New Zealand. Granted, I've been busy. There's been lots of things going on. You know about this rebranding thing, the Snapchat thing, the vlogging thing. There's lots of things that have been going on lately. But the reality is, is that I still need to dive into this new Kajabi platform. And I believe that this is the platform that I will use to create my online training course that is a self-study for how to launch a podcast moving forward. Now, podcasting A to Z is still going to be a group training course with direct access to me as your coach for at least the rest of this year probably do a couple sessions next year, but I don't know in the future how many of those I'll do beyond that. I'm thinking about creating a self-study course that still gives you a ton of value, and and that's something I'm considering. Plus, also, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, you see I have a lot of individual tutorials, one-off tutorials that you can buy, and those are all kind of self-study. Watch them and benefit from them, and you're good to go, and thousands of people have bought those tutorials one-off. Now, those tutorials are also hosted on Vimeo. They're behind a password-protected, hand-coded PHP file, And when people go to my shopping cart and they buy that, they get an email with a link and the password. That's how that works right now. Now, the system that I have, the way that I'm doing it, there's the possibility that somebody could go and buy my product, then they could have the link and the password, and if they wanted to, they could share it with other people. Now, that could happen, and I'm sure it probably has, but when people log in, it does have a little message at the top. It says, thank you so much for purchasing my tutorial. I really appreciate the fact that you find value in the content that I'm creating here. Do me a favor, please don't share this link and password with those who haven't paid for access to this material. 
thank you for helping me do what I do and to make a living from doing it. It's just a little message like that. And so if somebody gets it for free because somebody shared it with them, at least they're going to know that the person did it that wasn't supposed to. And if that person continues on and accesses the product, then they're probably the type of person that wasn't going to pay me anyway. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Now, the thing is, though, with the new Kajabi platform that I'm looking into, and by the way, I heard about it from my friend Ray Edwards. You hear me talk about Ray all the time. You can find him over at rayedwards.com. Anyway, Ray had signed up for this new Kajabi platform and put one of his online courses on there. And then he wanted to share that with our mastermind group to give us a, an overview of what he's been up to and to ask us for our feedback. And he sent me a link. I created a username and password that was custom to me. I then logged into it and I saw the outline and the layout of how his courses were all set up. It was very it was a very good workflow for me from a, a let's just say a, a student perspective if I was a student logging into the system. And what I loved about this system is Ray could give me access to any one of his digital products and it's one username, one password, and I get access in one page or one system to every single purchase I might make from Ray. For example, right now, if you were to purchase my MDX 4600 tutorial, you're going to have a link and a password to that tutorial. And then if you purchase my WordPress for Podcasters tutorial, then you're going to have a different website link for that and a different password. And if you have purchased my Podcaster's Guide to Recording Co-Host, Guests, and Telephone Interviews, which, by the way, all of these are available at podcastanswerman.com slash products. But if you purchase that tutorial, you're going to have a third website address with a third password. And those passwords are all shared with everybody else who's purchased them. But with Kajabi, the way that I saw how Ray had it set up, I could have all of my products in the Kajabi system, all of my digital tutorials, as different packages, individual tutorials, all of these things. And what happens is as you purchase your first product with me, you're prompted to create a username and password that's unique to you. And then, of course, you sign in and you get access to the first tutorial you've just purchased. But then if you go and purchase a second tutorial from me, all of a sudden, the next time you go and log in, it's going to show you the first tutorial you bought, and it's also going to show you access to the second tutorial you've bought from me. And as you buy new and additional tutorials over time, all of them will be in one place, one username, one password. That's this new Kajabi system. And of course, other platforms out there do this, but new Kajabi is one where as a spectator on the outside, Ray gave me a glimpse of what it's like as a student to go through one of these courses, and I loved it. And I've seen how Wishlist Member could allow me to do that, and other plugins for WordPress could allow me to do that, but I didn't want to host it all on my own WordPress website. Which, by the way, any of you who are a podcaster who's using your RSS feed off of your WordPress website to deliver your podcast out to your audience, if you decide you want to create a membership website or an online course website using one of these plugins like Wishlist Member or any number of other plugins that are available to do all of this stuff, if you decide to run your protected content off of your WordPress website using the plugins, create a separate WordPress site for that system so that you don't interfere with your blog and your podcast RSS feeds. Just saying. Trust me. 
you may never have the need to thank me because I've just told you this advice, but there have been a lot of people I know that have these podcasts and they go and install the plugin to set up their membership program on their same WordPress site or they've created a store using a plugin and that plugin basically makes the RSS feeds password protected as well. There are workarounds for most of these problems and stuff like that, but you can avoid all of it if you just create a separate WordPress installation for your membership program. I didn't want to do that, and that's what I found appealing about the new Kajabi platform is that I don't have to worry about software updates. I don't have to worry about managing different security issues and all of that other stuff. They'll take care of it for me. The thing is, is new Kajabi is not inexpensive. It's it's pretty costly. But yeah, I'm still up on the diving board. I have not jumped off yet. And when I do, you can bet I'll come here to the Cliff Ravenscraft show and tell you about my experience. And also, if you're following my vlog on Snapchat, YouTube, or my video podcast, you can follow it there. More on that later. So yeah, Beth and anybody else listening, that's what I'm using for my online course. That's not necessarily what I recommend for everyone else right now. I would say check out Udemy probably if you want to have it hosted somewhere else. If you want to have your own WordPress website with a plugin, I probably would suggest that you go ahead and just do Wishlist Member. But for me personally, I'm following in the footsteps of my friend Ray Edwards. Ray's footsteps went all the way up the ladder of the diving board and all the way to the diving board. And Ray's already dived deep into Kajabi. And, you know, he's the guy where he's got the, you know, the wet footprints all the way around the pool where he's he's jumping in over and over again because he loves it so much. (laughs) Anyway. Hopefully that has been helpful to you. And by the way, this brings me to the next topic I want to cover here in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. And it is tips for your Snapchat messages. Now, it's no secret that I have fallen in love with Snapchat. And if you are still on the fence, you haven't you haven't signed up for Snapchat yet, what are you waiting for? If you haven't done so already, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash Snapchat. Podcastanswerman.com slash Snapchat. That is my free tutorial. It will tell you everything you need to know to get up and running and started with Snapchat. And by the way, I am absolutely creating amazing relationships with people and I love getting your private Snapchat messages. This is the one way, this is the one social networking platform where I actually look forward to getting private Snapchat messages from various different people in my community. More so than comments on my blog, more so than personal emails in my email inbox. I don't like Twitter direct messages and I really don't like private messages on Facebook. I do enjoy Facebook comments though, by the way, and I, but yeah, Snapchat is my favorite. There's no question. And man, am I developing some really deep relationships, but I want to give you some tips for when you're sending private Snapchat messages between you and one other person on Snapchat. Photo snaps are cool because you can take a little quick photo of yourself. And oftentimes I might be in a place where, let's just say I'm, maybe I'm someplace where it's just not appropriate for me to start talking and creating a a short 10 second video response to something that you're saying to me but I can take a picture of myself with a thumbs up and put a little emoji sign on in there or something like that, and I can send that back to you. So I like the little photo snaps. Those are fun little messages to get. 
And oftentimes, if I'm in a place where it's not appropriate for me to either put earbuds in or to hear audio from my phone, there is a way for me to be notified that this private snap that you've given me, and I think it's the red color. Red means that it's a photo, and I think that purple means it's a video, and then blue is a text message. So anyway, I I like your photo snap messages. Those are fun. And the text messages are cool too because texting on Snapchat means that I don't have to worry about whether or not I can listen or whether or not I can talk when responding. And also, the other thing I like about text messages on Snapchat is that there is the ability for you to save them if you didn't know this. So in Snapchat, when somebody sends you a text message, press your thumb down on it for a second and it will say saved. And if you press it down on it again, it'll say unsaved or whatever. But once you save it, then every time you log in, that history of chats that you've had back and forth is going to be saved. And this is important for me. So there are a lot of people who will send me private snaps that I'm not following. And their username might be something really, really crazy. Uh, Something that certainly doesn't have their name in it. But in their video... Or in their text message, they might actually tell me what their name is. They might say, hey, Cliff, my name is, let's just say Beth. I do follow Beth, by the way. Beth might send me this private snap message and says her name. And if it's the first time I've ever heard of her before and her username doesn't have her name in it, and I'm not yet ready to follow Beth, what I will do is I will either make sure that I say, hi, Beth, great to connect with you. If it was a video snap, I'll put that in text and then save it. Or if they said their name in a text message, then I'll save it that way. That way, in the future, if that person reaches out to me again, and again, I see their you know wild, crazy username, but I'm not following them, and so I don't know what their name is. If they reach out to me in the future and don't tell me what their name is, I can still scroll up, see what their name was, and respond to them by name, which I think is very important. And after doing that over a course of time, I get to know what their name is and I associate it with their user ID. And some of those people I end up starting to follow. Now, when Beth sent me that message, it was over the course of several different private video snaps. All Snapchat messages that are photo or video are limited to 10 seconds each. Sometimes what you're saying can get cut off at the beginning of your snap. If this is happening over and over again, and it seems like the first three seconds of anything that I've said during a video snap that I'm sending to a friend, if that's happening, I find that if I close the app on my iPhone and reopen it and then go right back into the private message, I find that that usually fixes it. But if I go and do some other things in the app and come back, it happens again and I might need to close the app. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and hit the record button. I'll wait about two or three seconds and then start talking. That way, the beginning doesn't get cut off. Those are two different ways I handle the beginning getting cut off. Another tip is that I always try to finish saying my last word of what's going to be in my video snap one or two seconds before I run out of time. Now, if you try to continue to talk all the way up to the very last second of the countdown timer, chances are the last word or two words is going to get cut off at the end. Now, don't forget that you can preview each and every Snapchat message that you send to make sure that the beginning and the end of your statement is there fully intact before you send it to your friend or even to your story. Now, if the beginning or the end got cut off from me, I will often exit the snap and start it over again. And I'll do it many times if necessary 
just to make sure that everything I wanted to say, both from the beginning all the way to the end, is in that snap message. It's important to know that in Snapchat, in private messages, people only get one chance to hear your message and then it's gone, it disappears. By the way, you, each Snapchat user does get one free replay every day. But it is possible for you, before you send that video, either privately as a Snapchat message to a friend, or if you create that video snap to send to your story for everyone to see, before you send it, make sure that your thoughts aren't getting cut off. It's possible for you to consistently go over and, and make sure that that content is there from snap to snap. Now, Beth's private Snapchat message to me, and by the way, I, I got her permission to include all of this in the show here, but she brought up another thing that I thought would be a valuable topic for me to discuss here in the show. So let's go back and listen to the second half of Beth's private Snapchat message to me. Oh, this just occurred to me that I just want you to know that this is sort of the persona that you have out there, that you're approachable, that you're touchable, that you're kind and you can be accessed by the regular person who you've never met. (laughs) So sorry if this sounds kind of strange. I felt comfortable enough to be able to reach out to you. Again, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds. And if you can't answer it, not a big deal. All right. So I got to tell you that that just it makes me feel great to hear that because not everybody feels that way about me. And the reason why is because I am approachable, but I'm not able to answer every single person's question with the amount of detail that they might desire. Now, for the past 10 years, ever since I've been doing podcasting, I will tell you that I still answer every single email that comes into me. I have not yet got to the place where I've decided to hire some personal assistant to go through my email and process that for me and handle and respond to all of those requests for help or information or customer service and stuff like that. I'm still personally answering hundreds of emails every single day. And I have a good system for doing that. I hit email inbox zero on a consistent basis. While I do answer personally every email that comes into me, I'm not answering everybody's quick questions. Well, I am responding, but oftentimes to say that thank you so much for reaching out to me. Unfortunately, I'm not able to answer every quick question like this that comes in. And then that what I did is I pre-wrote a response that probably about 80 or 90 people a day get from me. And it's a well-thought-out response. I spent several hours creating this email response to the quote-unquote quick question. It basically says, you know, here are the valuable ways that you can find answers that you're looking for on my website. Here's the best way to browse my website. If you want direct access to me, the only way I offer coaching and consulting one-on-one these days as it relates to podcasting is through my podcasting A to Z course, which then I tell them a little bit about that. And then I say, I know I realize that you may be looking for something a little bit quicker than when my next session starts, or you may not be looking for an entire four-week course, but you might be looking for one-on-one coaching and consulting. I can refer you to somebody that I personally know and trust. If you'd like that, just respond and let me know. And then, of course, I also have other resources that I connect them to when necessary. So I am responding to every single person, but like Beth asked here, she wanted to know for her husband what online services am I using for my training course? And obviously, I'm answering that question here. 
But one of the things that I loved about Beth and how she asked her question was, listen, I this might be a little bit more than what you have time to go into. And if you don't answer this, it's not the end of the world. I respect you. I, I, I really value the content that you're creating, the, the way that you're helping people, the way that you've helped me. And of course, this is just from other conversations that Beth and I have had over the years. This is the kind of attitude she had when she asked me this question. And I can't promise you that just because you have a great attitude, I'm going to answer all of your questions because I have thousands of people in my community that have great attitudes and are like Beth that say, hey, I understand you might not be able to answer this, but why not ask? So here's my question. And I try to do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. That's an Andy Stanley quote. And Andy Stanley says, you know, you want, at one point, you're going to become so successful in your life, you'll need to become less accessible. What Beth is saying, hey, you know, you seem so approachable. You seem like just anybody can reach out to you and ask you a question or seek your advice. And the answer to, the, to that is, yeah, I hope that that will always be the case. I do. I hope that even 10, 20, 30 years from now, no matter how many people are following me and how many people are in this community, I hope that I'm always somewhat approachable. But at the same time, I know that I'm not going to be able to scale my time in personally answering each person's questions. I will have to have mechanisms in place to make sure that everybody that does reach out to me, everyone that does approach me, whether it be through email or comments or support tickets or anything like that, the important thing is that I have systems in place to make sure that every request gets responded to with something of great value. Now, not everybody sees an email that's been pre-written a couple months ago that is you know, two or three paragraphs long with all of the different ways that I think you might be able to find the answer that you're looking for. Every now and then I'll get an email that says, wow, thanks Cliff, I've heard all about you and other people like you. All you care about is money. You could have answered my question in less time it took you to write that email. And the reality is, is yeah, it took me about three and a half hours to come up with the words to that email because I carefully crafted it. But the reality is it took me three seconds to give that email response to you today. And the quick question that you asked me would have taken me about 15 to 20 minutes to answer. And there were about 65 other quick questions in my email inbox. And if you take 15 to 20 minutes times 65 requests, you can see how very easily my entire day is nothing but answering people's quick questions, which gives me no time for my family, gives me no time for my physical health and fitness, gives me no time for rest, no time to eat, no time to do anything else. I mean, it's it's insane what people might think that you can possibly do. And so, and, and the reason why I'm so excited about what Beth has said is because recently I had this young boy who reached out to me and 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 told me about some things that are pretty significant in his life and and it was and he asked me for some advice and of course I wrote back and I gave him the pre-written message because unfortunately his quick question wasn't quick it wasn't 15 to 20 minutes either it was it was going to take longer than that and he wrote back and he says he used some profanity and he said what a blank you're just like the rest of them all you care about is money I, i'll be sure to tell everybody in the world about you even today that still cuts deep to my heart because you know what it's just not true and and so it's funny because I basically just archived that message and 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 went on with my day because I get that every now and then. And 
the other day, after about three or four days, I woke up one morning and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to reach out to that kid today and I'm going to personally record a video response to him. Here's what I did. I pulled up my iPhone. I opened up the camera. I hooked up a, a, an external microphone to my phone. I recorded a eight-minute response to this kid and then in my email, I explained that, hey, you know, I can't do this for everyone, but, you know, I just want you to know I'm not one of those guys who only does everything for the money. And by the way, the answer to your question is available in a tutorial that I typically sell for $100. And I recorded a private message from me to you explaining about how approachable some of us who have tens of thousands of people in our community are, I mean, and, and why it's difficult for us to answer all of these quick questions. But it was in my heart. I, I even said, I, you know, I was praying the other day and I felt like I needed to respond to you. And so I've decided to create this little video for you. I, and also I want to give you free access to this $100 tutorial. And I sent that to an email and I thought for sure this was going to just, you know, that, you know, it would, it, it would basically turn this kid into a, someone who understands it's like, oh, wow, what that's, that's pretty significant. But no, he wrote back and he says, dude, you're still a giant blank and I could care less about your video. I'm not going to watch it and I don't want your free gift. And then he said, go blank off. And I'm like, okay, I did what I felt was right in my heart to do and I archived the message and and I went on. But yeah, so I'm pretty excited about the fact that Beth is out there and I know that other people, it's important for me because I want people to be able to approach me. And it, it means a lot to me when people are respectful of my time and and are understanding ahead of time that I'm not going to be able to answer everything, every request that you have. But here's what I can tell you. For those of you who are looking to gain direct access to me and stuff like that, follow me on Snapchat. My username is Cliff EOTC. That stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Content. I'm actually going to talk about that in a future episode, the, the Cliff EOTC, where it came from, its origins, and what it stands for, how it's shifted over time, and how it might shift again in the future, but it's still going to be Cliff EOTC. I am now Cliff EOTC on Twitter. I am Cliff EOTC on Instagram. I am Cliff EOTC on Snapchat. And if you want to reach out to me and send me a private text message snap, do that. If you want to send me a photo snap, do that. If you want to send me a video snap, do that. I love your private Snapchat messages. Now, I'm not saying use Snapchat to send me all of your technical related questions about podcasting. Chances are I'm going to have to find a way to send you an automated response that says I just can't answer all of your technical questions. But if you want to reach out and touch personally, you know, that that's this be social. Let's not let's put business aside and let's be social with one another. I would love that. But uh, Snapchat is an opportunity right now for people to get connected with lots of people. And if, if you haven't jumped on board yet, I'm telling you, you're already missing the boat. And I hope that you don't miss the boat too long because there are things that you're going to be able to do in Snapchat today with connecting with people that you probably won't be able to do six months to 18 months from now. I mean, Snapchat's still going to be awesome then. But man, here at the opening stages of this, there's some awesome things happening. And yeah, I like Snapchat. I hope that you'll follow me, Cliff EOTC. And if you do, and if you're already following me and you haven't done so already, would you send me a private 10 second or less snap or maybe even a series of two or three of them 
telling me your name, introducing yourself, tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been listening to my shows? How long have you been connected with me online? What is it that you do? And, you know, not necessarily, hey, send me a snap every single day, but, you know, once every week or so, you know, just drop a line and say hi. You know, it's amazing how deep relationships that I have today started over the course of months of just random comments back and forth on an Instagram post or random comments back and forth on a Facebook post. And that's slowly turned into a really great relationship. And so, yeah, private Snapchat message me. I'd love to see you there. Anyway, guys, I've gone long enough in this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. This, my friends, is the kind of content that you can come to expect from this show. And yes, there will be an episode every single Friday at 5 a.m. So until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Helping you take everything you do to the next level.